Let's Roll. This is Counter Charge, your podcast for ranks, flanks, and kings of war. as they delve into the world of Panathor and bring you worldwide coverage of all things Kings of War. Welcome to Countercharge. I'm Ralph Enough. In this episode, we catch up with Kyle Prezelinski from Mantic Games, along with Felix Castro, one of the newest members of the RC. So sit back and enjoy. All right, we're here with Kyle Pretzel-Twinkie. Pretzel-Twinkie. Yeah, yeah, good, man. And we got Jeremy on the on the horn. Jeremy, I'm hey, sad you're not here, man. I, I know, wanted hugs. Bro. Me too. I saw I saw your glorious some light shining off your glorious Viking dome in the in the, <laughs> the, the, the live stream room. Oh, yeah. Reach out and hug you. Yeah. So. Have you seen that setup? They got a nice setup over it's there. It's glorious. Like, it's really well done. They got the pipes. They, they hook it all together. The It's all taped and clean so nobody's tripping on stuff. I, I mean... The streaming room is nice. It's impressive. You've been doing streaming yeah. stuff all day, Jeremy? Yeah, all day. All day we've been over there. Uh, High-definition cameras. Yeah, it's by far the nicest-looking King's uh, live event stream I think we've done to date. So, right. Yeah. That's good. Well, all right. Let's turn it over to Kyle. Let him give us his spiel. What's the what's, uh, latest and greatest? I mean, you're here. Yeah, I'm here. I'm happy to be here. Uh, I had, you know, we had the budget for Mantic to do one show, basically, in mm-hmm. addition to all the other things, and it was between Masters or Clash Kings UK, and I said... Well, you went to Clash Kings, like, two years ago? Like, yeah, I, I've, I've been there... Every year, every, right? Yeah, yeah every so year. you're probably tired of that. Like, come on, Steve. <laughs> I'm not. It's amazing. And the 150 people, that's really appealing. But obviously, this is this is my market, my people. I need to take care of them. That's the important part. So... I uh, made the decision, we'll come to Masters, we'll be in Omaha, and Ronnie was cool with it, so I'm here to uh, spill some beans, tease some stuff. Exactly. Talk about things. That swing are the flag. Yeah, swing the flag, get people excited. Few, I know you were at uh, New San Antonio Masters, right? Yep. You've been to a few. New York Masters maybe, too? Yep. Were you last year in Seattle? New- I wasn't, I wasn't okay. last right. year, so, yeah. But you've been to a few of these. You went to the one in Dallas? I think you did, right? Yes. Maybe or maybe, maybe. I. It's hard to tell. Is it was it Lone Wolf or was it? It was right. It's hard to say. Yeah, the, the, that year they feel like Dallas. the same thing. Right? We had it in Dallas. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think so. I think we had you on and we brought Patrick Allen on. I think, but yeah. What it's, it's, it's a good v- venue. There's tons of space. I actually just posted a video earlier on Fanatics. I just walked through to show people how great the space is and. The streaming room is fantastic. It's quiet. I mean, that's a huge part of it. And the fact that they're doing it in a library, like everyone's just like naturally more quiet. Whether exactly. Well, it's not. super quiet. The media room in there is just super quiet. And But we got Matt and Grant doing a great job. And then who else has been kicking in on on the, the virtual stuff? Uh, we, we've had R- Rashad all through the second round. Yeah, yeah I got the cheese. So, the cheese? Yeah, the cheese. The cheese dropped by to give his expert expert uh, uh, analyses. That's fantastic. What, yeah. What's great about the event in general, just from a Mantic perspective and what I can get from this, is that you have essentially your community leaders all gathered in one place. And if there's any messaging about what they, what direction they want to see the game to go in or uh, what hopes and wishes and changes and things that we think that we're doing good, bad, or otherwise, like it's a great time to just sit down with people. Uh, after games, between games, in the evenings, and, and get that feedback. So, you know, last night I was doing essentially 
<laughs> a couple of mini focus groups sitting down with guys and just saying, you know, what do you think? What do you what are your what are your thoughts? And and I can take that back and and actually. I mean, it's a catch twenty two in the sense that the people here are, are different. They're, they're they're maybe not. I hate to say this, but they're not maybe representative of the the wider community. community. So you got to take it take it with a grain of salt sure. from a balanced perspective and that kind of thing. The, that's what these guys care about. Yes. The other room over there with the chumps. Yep. Myself included in that. Different, different animal. <laughs> Joe came up to me afterwards and he was like, I seriously feel for you. You have to be thrown 20 different opinions about one topic constantly. And I'm like, and they might all be yes. mutually exclusive. So there's no, there's yeah. no, there's no common ground on something. It's of tough. And I mean, I mean, you see that you have to make decisions about where you're going with rules, models or otherwise. Uh, and you're not always going to make everybody happy. And as the game grows and we get more people and more thoughts mm-hmm. and opinions, it just it becomes challenging. But you try to do the thing that uh, you think is the coolest and is going to work out the best. Absolutely. The most. What do you think, Jeremy? You got any, you wanna, you got any well, questions? I think that, like, I know he, Kyle brings up a great point. And if you haven't already, make sure you go on to Matt's YouTube video and watch, watch his sort of video blog on how the RC works. Because I think he does a great job. And, you know, uh, trying to... These decisions that are made are not made in the ether. Like Kyle and Ronnie aren't like riding around Tw- twirling their mustaches, like, yeah, yeah, laughing and making <laughs> decisions. Are there is a process, right, that goes through where, and all the people working on it are people who want the game to be as fun as possible for as many people as possible. Um, but not everyone is always going to see eye to eye. But it doesn't mean mm-hmm. that you know, as a group, we can't come together and try to find compromise. And well, I mean, you just want you want to grow the community. And you want yes. to go to the game. And so it's whatever, it's sort of like whatever changes need to be made to make that happen is is in the best interest of the game long term. And to your point, there's going to be some players that are like, oh, you, you nerfed my army. You changed my army. Oh, my God, the planner operation. I want three and three mind screeches. Well, yeah. sorry. And you're never going to make I mean, it almost didn't exist. Happy. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Like yeah. there's going to be people add stuff to my game. Okay, we've added stuff to your game and... Uh, for you guys to not have to wait too long, we're gonna use this partnership and use models from another company yeah. that you can use. That's been weird. That, are like, yeah, that, that's been you a know? strange thing. Like, yeah, I don't know. I mean, the firefight stuff coming out—it's been strange with the reaction some of the people have been having. Yeah, I've seen, definitely. We're talking firefight, right? Like, so, so we're joined by Tyler Schultz. Uh, so basically, the firefight changes where you're bringing in other people's tanks, basically, right? Uh, Gates of Antares and. Um, the, the folks in Poland, right? You know, uh, Archon, Archon yeah. st- Studios, yep. yeah. So the big, I mean, ginormous company owned GameFound. <laughs> great partner to have, but it's it's interesting because you're bringing in someone's design aesthetic and you're trying to mold it. But the, it sort of made me laugh because they're like, well, that doesn't fit the design aesthetic of GCPS. GCPS is like a multi-galaxy spanning thing. Some of them might look like Colonial Marines. Some might look like Starship Troopers. Some might look like Astra Militarum, whatever GW calls her. You know what I mean? Like yeah, right. it, it I just think, doesn't I think, match up with the original like old concept art from like 2015. And I think that's why people are being. I weird saw somebody about though that, that took like, the rivets off. You know, and you could like smooth, yeah, yeah, smooth it down a little bit. It's fine. It's cool. There's yeah. lots of different directions to go. I, I, I wished, and I know I, I, I would love to have seen the Lancer, but it's tough because you know. What you get from those other companies and partnering with them is that you get the ability to uh, introduce a lot of new models much quicker, right? Than than doing exactly. it, you know, the traditional tooling way. Hundred percent. Yeah, to me, I'd, I'd rather have the new options to play with and new toys to play with. I didn't know Jeremy's here. Hi, Jeremy. Oh, hey, what's up? I, I'm always there with you, Tyler. Wherever you go, I'll, I'll come back on to actually Are you play. Two and zero. Oh and two. Yeah. Okay. Have fun. I will. 
the one that stood out was the Gates of Antares, the little thing from Warlord yeah. Games. Yeah. When, you, when it was like a Pathfinder thing, that looked really, and that actually fit the, it does, in my yeah. mind, it fits very the aesthetics well. very well. Mm-hmm. And, you know, if we can move them and it's a good partnership and it's profitable for both of us, like, helps grow the game system, helps companies. In a way, it's kind of funny because if you think about it, it's like all these little disparate groups Mm -hmm. that all have a common interest, which is to unseat 40K. They're banding together, these little rebels banding together. (laughs) It's funny and it's great. The the tank stuff is interesting. Yeah, we haven't had a really, you know, I mean, when you think about alternatives to that we've had it maybe more in the squad base you know there's a lot of people who love infinity and stuff like that but there hasn't been a little bit bigger model count sci-fi game that uh to give people an alternative you know to try different ways of thinking or play different games or whatever so uh i think it's been um i mean has that uh can you speak a little bit to that since we did have firefight last night how has firefight in general the last six months has it met your expectations has it has it gone beyond that, or how are you guys feeling about Firefight? You know, it, it was it was the calm before the storm, because obviously the book is coming, and the new tanks, all the things that are changing in that sense, and we were focused on Kings of War so much in the first, you know, half of the year. Now we're making that sci-fi flip, we'll have the texture of the releases reflect looking at sci-fi for a good while, and then we'll go back to Kings of War at the end of the year for uh, Clash of Kings, Twilight King, all that fun stuff. So, oh God, how excited are you for that, for Twilight oh, King? I am. That's the thing. Are you nervous I, been, about the reaction? No. Good. Yeah, I'm really not. I, I I think that it's a it's a unique thing. It's flavorful. I mean, we've said over and over and over again they are not dark elves. If they were dark elves, there'd be a lot of people like myself. Like, damn it, I, I don't want to play dark elves. Right? Yeah. I want to play something new. There are some factions that I think, you know, when you talk about like elves and dwarves, like people really want that iconic, you know, fantasy look and feel to them and I mm-hmm. get that but then there are other ones where well it's romantic know, IP stuff yeah, yeah. where you guys created your own fiction around it that's yeah. the ones you want us something different yeah and we want to continue strong, in the direction of that yeah, yeah. I just strong IPs matter you know I think it's good that you guys are blazing a trail and that trail can be something doesn't have it can be something new and sometimes I bet you it's gonna work and maybe sometimes not work as much but uh, if you want to well uh, what, what do you say Jeremy you gotta move what is it Fall forward? Yeah, fall, uh, fail, fail, fail forward. forward. Fail forward. Fail yeah, forward. All right. I love that. You got to fail Such forward. a motivational speaker. He missed his calling, Kyle. We, we learned some things this year with the Red Book and then obviously updating Northern Alliance and Night Stalkers kind of out of cycle and, and how people reacted to that. They, they don't want the things that were just put in the book to be changed that quickly. So, I mean, that helps us for Clash of Kings this year for what we're going to do for armies next year. And, you know, you don't want to update armies in Clash of Kings and, and then literally rework them and then release new units and invalidate it's be tied, the, the, the changes got to be tied to the models, right? Like, yes. That's the thing, right? At the end of the we've been through this before with Chapter House and GW. Like, you got, if you're going to release rules, you got to bring out the models. It's right. just the way it works because the community wants the models with the new units and the changes. Right. You'll see a light touch in the Clash of Kings on the Trident Realm and the Forces of the Abyss. Interesting. Well, Forces of the ah, Abyss, cool. that's not, you know, we, we, we are currently getting some of that, oh, change is bad, and, and, and I'm nervous about it. Yeah. But then John Green shows up and smashes everybody with Forces right. of the Abyss. So it's like, okay, guys, just wait for all the best of the balance changes to come through. I think yeah. we'll be fine. So, yeah, it's it's an exciting time. I'm, I'm, I'm you know, talking Twilight Kin a little bit with people and, and trying to get some some early teasing about what they're going to do and how they're going to work, and I am being flashed at the moment with a nipple touch, so excuse me. Uh, it's it's an exciting time to introduce those things to the big players in the Kings of War scene in the U.S. 
I'm sure we'll have previews coming out the wazoo. I've already been given the green light from the marketing team to write up a whole bunch of blogs and previews. Ooh, so we are, yeah, we are starting. Oh, exciting. That's a scary Curly. time, man. Letting you free. Letting you I know, not, I know. Let, let, let loose the hounds. Well, normally it's like, you know, a month out, that's when we start hitting things. And we've got a lot ready for the Twilight Kid. Yeah. So let's, let's, let's go. The it's list funny because yeah. there's been some, you know, people, they don't like change, but really, I don't think it's that. I think if there's a way into 2024 and 2025, like, don't tell them the changes, but like, hey, here are the armies that are going to be touched out of sequence. I think that's the big thing. So people know. Like, Tribe it's, realm, it, it, forces of the abyss. Yeah, right, which is why. And what did you say? I would think, uh, Kyle, and I know obviously there's things you can and can't say, but don't you think that Twilight can sort of mark like a, to me, it's like a turning point in Mantic Army design, both from the creativity of the rules, yes. but also the... The, can you speak to that a little bit? Is, do you, are you guys seeing the Twilight Kin as that sort of inflection point, a turning point in your army design? Yeah, absolutely. It's it's taking a faction that needs a unique IP stamp on it. You know, uh, we've got great things with the Night Stalkers and Northern Alliance. Like those two in particular are, are very mantic things. It's not coming from other places. And the Twilight Kin now and the way that they function are going to feel very unique in a fantasy setting. For, for what that kind of evil elf faction is going to be. And so there's another faction that will get the Twilight Kin treatment next year. I can't say what it is yet. And Oh, you, interesting. Yeah, you won't know because they will get the full changes in this year's Clash of Kings. We're not removing them from the game the way that we did the Twilight Kin. The Twilight Kin need a little bit more... You know, it's a little bit more comprehensive. Yeah, a more uh, back to formula. On yeah. The, yeah. So th this year's you know changes for that faction will be uh, right in line, and no one will know because when we redo them and re-release them, it'll be with Clash of Kings next year. So it's it's a good format for it, and I think that you know we'll we'll fold one of those armies that aren't ours into the into the fold with a unique twist uh, once a year. Well, that's an interesting concept, right? Because right? you've got a bunch that are not mantic, mantic eyes. I don't know what the verb is. There's some of it, sure. But just bringing them into, this is what mantic, you know, yeah. this is our take on Tomb Kings or Empire of Dust. Right. I don't want to call it. Yeah, I Egyptian think of them, the older ones, Rob, is their legacy armies. You know, they're the armies that maybe have one new unit in it or whatever, or it's older first generation mantic. But like Twilight Kin is like a straight up, I see that as like a bespoke, fully mantic creatively, uh, rules-wise, and model-wise altogether. That's the thing. The Absolutely. whole the whole list is going to be models. Like, you've got it. Everything. We're going to incorporate it with the vault to have alternative options and sculpts and weapons and banners. We've seen Ophidian, bro. The whole army. Just one big digital release. Boom. Yeah. Here it is. It could do that. Yeah. It could do that. Yeah, it could do that. It's been one of my favorite factions for a long time. I know it has been um, uh, Kyle's as well, so I'm excited to see it. Um, and just, you know, know that, like, flavor doesn't necessarily mean power creep. And sometimes if everyone is getting a power creep and it's making the models more unique or they're adding in different rules or whatever, just know, you know, change is, is hard, but yet change is good. Too. I mean, sometimes change, can you can have change and it doesn't affect it. <laughs> it. It improves the balance, but it doesn't make things go out of whack. Everybody looked at halflings and they were like... Oh, oh my God! It's it. That's that's crazy. It's overpowered. Look but nobody plays them hardly, right? right? Because they're hard to play. Well, yeah. I won't say they're hard to play. Yeah. They, they require a synergy. You got to yeah. play them combined yep. arms. That's an interesting army. Is I feel I still feel like that hasn't been. That's a, that's a, a, a that has not been cracked. Has, 
it hasn't been solved yet. I still think there's some really, really super. I thought you were going to do it, Jeremy. Halfling. I thought that was your. I do. Oh, God, I want to do a mantic <laughs> halfling, but paint like a Bretonia, like high French Middle Ages. Like they come from the Dukedom of Croissant. <laughs> and they uh, they love to eat, you know, Duke and Lady uh, marmalade or whatever. It was going to be a whole, I, uh, yeah. It's on my list to do. Uh, it's a long list. It's just, though. Too, it's, it's just so many. I'm working on my Mantic EOD. Mm-hmm. You know, I want to do Twilight Kin. It's just, what about you, Kyle? I know you you love the hobby. Have you had? Have you been able to like paint anything at all lately? Well, you know, the my plan for this year was really disrupted when I broke my shoulder. Uh, I I had initially planned on playing in the Adept Clash tournament. Uh, I, I, I was ready to go with Salamanders, uh, broke my arm, and it was I couldn't even like lean forward at that time to lean over a table, let alone pick up models and pivot them and that kind of thing. So uh, once we got past the recovery point where I, w- I could function normally, which was realistically only about a month ago, uh, we we're already in that window where Twilight Kin are coming, and I didn't want to start working up a new project. So I, I'm really anxious. I, I want to get back out and get to tournaments and spend my own personal budget to go to places. I would love to try to qualify for Masters next year. Uh, it's it's not something change that, regions, though, man. That's I know it's that's a tough region. Murders row. And the thing is, is I'm literally on the border, like, within, with, within like 15 miles. I could be in either the what is it? Mid Atlantic, because uh, you're in Mid Atlantic, yeah, West Virginia. Because remember, Mike Ross traded Pennsylvania. North oh yeah, I'm gonna North, give you Pennsylvania. I'm gonna give you Pennsylvania to be named later. Should never give that away. Those Nerdhammer guys are really good. So, yeah, I mean, I, I want to get back in and be competitive, and I want to do it with Twilight Kin. That's the thing I'm excited for. I mean, I, I'm kind of biased. Obviously, I helped do a ton of the design with both the models and the rules. So I feel like I know them all already, even though I haven't played more than, you know, UB test games with them. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I can't wait to get my hands on them and get started and get back to that stuff. You going to go to the Masters next year? I, I want to try to qualify. Any army standing out to you? I mean, there's some cool stuff here. There's some really nice stuff. Uh, my favorite Mantic army yeah. is Ben Stoddard's. Yeah, it's cool. It's, it's very it's cool. Literally, it's an Abyss army, and the way he did it, all of his basing terrain that's on there is all on fire, and it's got, you know, uh, object source lighting from it. It's it's a really cool thing. It's gorgeous. Ben is really a really great color picker. Like, the color scheme on that army, that Abyssal army, is super neat. D- Dustin's colors on his are Dustin, outstanding. What's funny about Dustin is it's the same color scheme on almost all of his armies, but he knows what he can uh, paint, yeah. and he just stays in the... Uh, Did he bring the actual EOD or the Oni, the, uh, uh, the Japanese? I don't think they're the Oni. He's no. got the, cra- the Castle Grayskull. But the, the reds played, that he uh, has on there is just... It pops. Oh, it's so it pops. rich. Those guys in Texas are ridiculous. Oh, well, the wealth of talent there. We're in a gym with an American flag and, you know, uh, totes and Rob's red shirt, and I swear to God, the reddest thing in this room is, is his models. It's yeah. like blood red. I like, know. It's dark. It's, it's, cribs. it's Yeah, it's a fantastic color. There's some cool yeah, armies a, here, he, though. I mean, he gets a lot of praise for his generalship, but he's a great hobbyist. Too. Well, he's a good yeah. Player. Jeff Radigan, the boogeyman, right? With yeah. T- it's a sweet it's looking a army, man. Army, yeah. I mean, it's it's eight hordes of Scorchwing and two hordes of Centaurs. Nobody wants to play it. Yeah, but it's cool. Yeah, right. I think he's taking over the heel role that George O'Connell used to have. I think he's. Kind I can of, see that he's kind of the new the new boogeyman. So I don't know how he's doing. We beat Alex Chavez, but I don't know about the second game. Beat Nick Nick Murray. That's who he played. Okay, so then he's yeah. two two and zero. Oh. It looks okay. like he's playing Jeff Shilkin with the yeah, ogres. Dustin, uh, do you want to give us? Do you want to give us an update, Jeremy? I don't. Know. When I log in, it doesn't show me because I'm playing in best of the rest. Yeah, no. This Keith Randall won his second game, 
so he's two and zero. Shulkin beat Dustin Howard, so Shulkin's two and zero now. We have a Shulkin couple beat good who? people. Shulkin beat Dustin Howard. Yes, big Shulkin win. Won his second round. That's fantastic. Yeah, some other notables. Tom Annis is one and zero. He tied. He drew. Uh, so he's one zero and one. Round. Yeah. We were talking about earlier. Pacific Northwest has a full team. West Coast has a full team. And the roles were reversed. Now it's the like Northeast North and Mid Atlantic yeah. that need Mercs. Yeah. Like that's really interesting. So what do you got planned for tonight? Anything exciting? I don't know. I don't know what's going on. I was gonna ask where if anybody was going out to dinner or I'm sure. Or what's I'm happening. sure and then back to the hospitality room to right. drink and have frivolity. Abide. Exactly. Well, awesome. I know you got things you got you gotta go take some more videos. I've been taking videos, yeah. I want to try to put some. Are you putting together. them on the Mantic blog? What where, where, where are these gonna end up? Probably Mastercrafted. But if I could do a couple of things that are professional and uh, appropriate. I'll put them on the Mantic right. channel. Yeah, it's, it's a fine line, yeah, right? Yeah. I, mean, the, I mean, the hard thing is is if we put it on the Mantic channel and two-thirds of the room is non-Mantic armies. No, it needs to be, yeah. yeah. It needs to be Mantic. So, how do you feel, Kyle? I'm curious. Okay, here we go. Um, here we go, Jeremy. How do you feel now that you have been working in an area from which previously you had derived so much personal and creative passion as a hobby and as that hobby has transitioned to your now means to support your family and your business i mean do you still love it do you still can you still walk into that room and like look at all the armies and be like this is like the best hobby ever is that is that passion still in you or how has that changed it's gotten significantly harder because it's your job and and I don't think that people realize how many people talk to me on a daily basis about what they think of the game or here's these models, tell me what you think. Uh, here's what I want to see different. How does this work? And then, you know, I'm, I'm working with trade accounts that give me both good and bad news constantly. I'm dealing with sales targets. Uh, we're working on planning additional projects. I mean, it, it is my life. It is, it is almost entirely everything that I do all the things that I think about. And when you want to step away and take a break and, and do some hobby, suddenly that's way less appealing because it's just, it's what you do. What do they say? Don't, don't, don't You don't want, yeah, I mean myself like a dumbass. You, when you make your hobby your job, yeah, it can ruin your hobby. Sure. Right? Absolutely. That's why I would never do what you did. Like, I, I, would I, never. I still love it. Yeah. But it's certainly it changes. A, a lot harder. To, to yeah. want to get into it and do those things. Uh, so I, I draw a whole different level of passion from, you know, what, what I get out of this. And, yes, I love seeing the hobby aspect. I mean, the kind of stuff that people put into things is fantastic. Uh, it, can, it can deeply hurt my soul when I see the amount of non-Mantic armies at events like this. What are we going to do about it? I, it's tough because, like, it, we're, we're literally the only country that doesn't do it. Like, you go to events around the world, and, yeah. I mean, people have bought into, right. I'm playing with Mantic Armies. It's been eight years at this point, and it, new players aren't, you know, part of their bi first pitch that they're given when they're, when they're told about Kings of War. Well, not is, by a Pathfinder. Yeah. <laughs> right? Not by a Pathfinder. Yeah. All games are figure agnostic if you're playing in your garage. Right. Do whatever you want. Yeah. But no company's going to say, use whatever models you like. Right. I mean, yeah. they make models to, to sell models, right? But, I mean, that's a big pitch. It's a big pitch of what's, what gets people interested. And, and at the end of the day, you know, Ronnie always says we would rather people play the game than not. Because a lot of times they, they play and they eventually convert to a Mantic Army, which is great. Uh, but when you, when you try and you work so hard to get people to support it, and, and, and I wish... 
that people knew the potential of what their support would mean for growing the game with playing with Mantic figures and, and getting not only, you know, revenue to game stores, because, mm-hmm. I mean, if they know it's going to sell, they'll carry it, they'll play it in the store, they'll demo it, they'll, they'll do stuff with it. And if they know it's not going to sell, they, don't, they, they are way more resistant to it. So uh, events like this, Masters, where it's closed doors, it's an invitation only, uh, it's it's less hurtful to see people you know playing with this stuff because well, they're, they're sometimes bringing with the filthy stuff yes right the more more competitive stuff and so yeah it's uh, I mean masters literally doesn't care about the hobby to be the master correct it's just how you do on the table correct they're they're not looking at figures it's it's literally who can put the best geometry together to to play the list that right. they want to play and it's less hurtful but you know even even at that like you know when you look at what they do in the UK like it's just it's way more direct mantic support and uh it's it's tough it's my market like i, I want to see it's your fault is that what you're trying to say yeah you, you have some culpability here yeah jeremy did you hear that he said this is all his fault to me you go back to that age-old you know what came first the the chicken or the egg you know when it's all like build the great models and then they'll buy them but they gotta buy them to get the stores invested in carrying them so it's like i i see like us is just it's such it's like a riddle trapped inside an enigma trapped inside uh whatever it, 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 just, it has I, the I biggest really, potential. Like, yeah, so does. much potential. I think it's like a, a, a lead by example. You know, I think yeah. if you're running a local scene, or, if, or like I know Rob and I sort of made a commitment, our future armies moving forward, we're go, we're doing... 100% mantic. mantic. I, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I used to believe the argument of, well, you know, there's enough cool Mantic stuff that you I You can find something you like. If you don't like that yeah, range or that model. If you're that yeah. there isn't a Mantic army that you would like doing, I don't believe it. Three years ago, okay, but now there's enough there that there's plenty of cool stuff that you can do and do really super high, you know, high-level hobby with. Yeah, I mean, we, we want to see people wanting to buy our stuff. I, I, I don't want it to be a guilt trip. I don't want it to yeah, be, yeah. A, you know, uh, buy it because you feel like you have to. You sh- I mean, you should support a game in a game company that, you know... And, you and, the, store, that right? and the store. Yeah, yeah. yeah, in the United States, we, we play in game stores a lot. Stores are how how we grow. You know, if you really want more people to play against and more community built around you, you, you got to do it in a public place. Yeah, and that's you got to play with painted models in public. In the- yeah. That, I mean, you you've been saying that in- for years. Hobie Roop, everybody. It's just good good common sense. And But not only that, you need to be playing in public at a store with Mantic models because there's stores in my neck of the woods that have huge groups of players who never buy any Mantic models so the store doesn't carry them. And Correct. They're all playing. Why would they? Why would they? And again, I don't want to like, I'm not saying don't do what you love and don't follow your creative whatever. But if you're on to your like third 3D printed army or whatever, Get your Mantic Army. I mean, I don't know. To me, and that is like being a lover of all game system. It's fun to play a game with the miniatures that are designed for that game. You know, we, that in and of it. Yeah, we had Gorilla Miniatures on. Remember, Jeremy? You had Gorilla Miniatures yes. on? And he was talking about yeah. that, that, uh, that player investment. There's something to be said with a community that invests in the store and yeah. the range of the game and the, the, all the accoutrements. Because... I don't know. It's it just like, oh, you've invested? Okay, I'll invest. Correct. But when you people yeah. are like, I'm not. I'm going to dip my toe in, well, then everybody else can dip their toe in. Right. So, you know, we need more people that are cheerleading and more people that are willing to dive in and take the plunge. And the models are getting better and better and better. And Sure. Like, oh, and it's just a complex, yeah. it's just a complex thing, too, as an industry. Like, uh, if you're trying to get your buddies into wargaming and they get into it, maybe print them one army. But if it's at some point, it's like, oh, get into this hobby that I love. 
You'll never have to pay anyone anything for anything. Oh, that sounds well, great. Yeah, that's it's, awesome. People making cool stuff got to get paid at some point, yeah. ladies and gentlemen. That's like a reality of the world. Well, so if you want the cool stuff to continue, you you got exactly. you got you got to fund them so they can stay doing those cool things. But here's the thing: Masters is almost over. We're going to turn our attention to narrative thing. You know, we've already been talking about it. Like, you come into this narrative thing, we want investment on the players' part to build armies that are tied to the story. We're we, at Masters, where it's the pinnacle of competitive play. But there's so much more to Kings of War than just yeah. competitive play. With, with the companion, with the way that we're doing releases now, we we want the story to be at the heart of what not only is happening with the new releases, but, you know, when we tie in campaigns that are coming up. Well, we got one coming. Yeah, I mean, we've been building that up for quite a while, and that's literally tied into... Like, I, I know not everyone reads it. I know not everyone pays attention but to it. But you should. Rob Berman is a great writer. Like He is a great writer. And there's the good stuff, man. Good the, stuff. The, you know, the Night Stalkers basically were... If I could break the story down in a nutshell, because everyone knows what we're doing this year. Yes. It's, you know, the Night Stalkers are suddenly surging up, and there's these new creatures that are appearing, and it's it hasn't made a whole lot of sense why there there's this activity. And it's all happening around Chill and the Northern Alliance. And the Northern Alliance are trying to fight back against it, and they have to create new ways to fight. And you get these Frostclaw Riders and that kind of thing that's happening. And what's actually going on behind the scenes is the Twilight Kin are planting these things called Void Cages all around the city of Chill, like under the ocean, like things that are happening and they're they're absorbing all the hatred, anger, malice of war that's going on. And what they do is they literally like implode and create a portal of uh, Just unreality, that, unreality. That, that they're going to burst forward from. And that, that that's how they're planning their strike on Chill because they are after what Talonar is hiding. And all will be revealed. Yeah. So it's, it's this big thing. And then like I, I hinted it you know, Trident Realm and Abyss. And I said that they put void cages under the ocean. You right. think that the Trident Realm are going to have an issue with that. Oh, Trident Realms, I can't wait to see what you guys do. That's yeah. so dope, man. I love the idea of having the story and not just be new units for the sake of new units, but it's because there's this extra narrative happening behind the scenes. Man, that's so awesome. But that's the thing. It's like it's it's going on, but I, I, I don't know if we do a good enough job of, of showing it. I feel like it's, it's there. We, we're sending out free stories in our emails. You know what I mean? That... Just go read it. Well, go it's check hard it out. to get the eyeballs, right? There's so yeah. much distraction, so much stuff going in front of you. With the, the YouTube, God damn. I wonder, <laughs> YouTube. I wonder if, yeah, I wonder if this time with, with YouTube shorts, Facebook, whatever, people want to see things on video. Are people reading? E- I don't even know if people read emails. Yeah, I don't know. But I think what Kyle's saying is building that that awareness is so important, right, of, of what the cool stuff that is going on. And I just wonder, like, how many people fully read their Mantic newsletter, you know? Right. Um, There's great content there. It really is. Yeah. And, and the, the campaign should be really flavorful. Uh, all of the, you know, Dungeon Saga characters, basically, that are out there, uh, we did that. And those guys are going to be effectively emissaries for what the, the big red flag that they've seen with those void cages right. being planted. And they're going back to each of their, you know, human and elf and dwarf homes and saying... You know, hey, we see this happening. We need to we need to get ready and muster a last minute line of defense against what is going to be effectively the world's new big bad. That's pretty awesome. Yeah. I can't wait. And I'm curious, Kyle, um, with all this new stuff, you know, that means the the RC is hard at work, right? Coming, helping support you guys with testing rules and everything. What has it been? I know you guys got some new people in the RC this last year or so. What is it like? Have, has it been nice to sort of have fresh eye, a little new blood? You know, nothing to take away from anyone who's done it in the past, but it's hard work. Was it nice to get some new ideas? Yeah, new, new it's, 
it's really great stuff. We, we I, we've been very uh, negligent on communicating who our RC currently is and the changes behind the scenes. Yeah. Some of the members didn't necessarily want their names to be thrown out there, um, which I can understand because they don't want to be bombarded with questions and, you know, uh, constantly harassed in that sense. But, you know, we've got several people here today. It's uh, Britton Williams, uh, Matt Carmack, and Felix Castro, yeah. actually. Is this the first time we've had more representation from the U.S.? It is. There are three so, people so from maybe the U.S. So maybe that's what we need. When did uh, Felix get on there? I January. That's he, yeah, he was part that's, of it. Oh, so that's news to me. He kept, it on, awesome. he kept it on the down low, man. Come on. Yeah, yeah. Those guys take their NDAs really seriously. They, they each, essentially, you want them to each bring a unique yes. skill set to the table. And Felix, I know, is not, you know, I love him to death, but he is not competing for the top spot at Masters. No, but you need the view <clears throat> that he's bringing. He is the everyman in Kings of War. That guy goes That's to so shirt. many That needs to be a shirt. Kings of War, everyman. He, 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 he talks to everybody. Everyman, everybody you know? loves yeah. him. He's in After Dark, and he's, I mean, he just, he hears things, he knows things, and if you want to compare what you're doing with rules to people, like, he's maybe one of the most important opinions, because... You know, he can see it from every side. And that's fantastic. Absolutely. Exciting times, Jeremy. Yeah. No, I mean, he's exactly right, because you don't want an RC full of the, the five, five or six of the same minds, right? Right. You're not going to, you're going to make the most amazing game, but only for one. Well, and it's, it's also like, it's not all about balance. Like, yeah. Like, that's what I'm it's important a for game. a subset of the group of community, but it needs to be fun. Some of the the more random stuff is it, it adds fun elements to yeah. the game. The trick is to not make it swing one way or the other. You know, you still want a strong tournament game, but you need to be able to provide the narrative spark. Brenton is massively product. organized and tactful, yeah. and he has been phenomenal with the playtesters. Uh, Carmack is a workhorse, like a just unbelievable workhorse. He he puts in so much time to get the profiles and the spreadsheets and create surveys and get feedbacks and initial responses for for play testers mm -hmm. uh it, it's it's amazing the way that they they work together uh we still have mike crossman in australia in australia that's great um, great to have the representation for elliot them. in the uk yeah he he came back on he had left and then actually oh, he, came back on baby, this year. Right? So yeah yeah he had a baby so yeah. and then uh another unnamed uk member yeah so wait, three Americans, two UK, yep. one Australian. So now, so that makes you you the tiebreaker. Then I am assuming, right? Yes. I try not to get involved. I give yeah. them direction. That's, that's great for the United States, right? Like, yeah. We, we got the power now. And right? it's like yeah. those guys all come from different perspectives. And in knowing those guys, I know that they also know great guys, and those guys know those guys are also parts of really good, healthy communities sure. themselves. Absolutely. You know? So that's good that you're going to get through them. They're they're great channelers for getting good ideas you know it's a good representative uh good you know community people too and we'll probably you know rotate people more frequently than in the past we don't want to burn them out yeah exactly because that happens real easy the rc is asked to do way more work than anyone realizes and if you doubt that go watch carmack's video and see absolutely. the kind of stuff that they do absolutely well awesome man thanks for coming yeah. on we'll get you on later and let you know figure out what's going on with uh well, this, this great event. We're in round three has just started in the U.S. Masters. Yeah. Did you at all yesterday to go by the firefight stuff at all? Or did you get in after that? I did. I stopped by very quickly, but... Uh, okay. We, I know they were having a great time and had demos. Well, they were, but you weren't there. We, they were all, like, yeah. longing Jeremy. Like, where's Jeremy? I, oh, uh, dude, I was so... Uh, yeah. 
I went back to the hospitality room because there was a bottle of scotch that had my name on it. Well, uh, the, let me just say, the hospitality room is legit. <laughs> yeah, for right? real. It's great. It's, it's great. a great idea. Is it kind of like what they had in Seattle, Rob? It is. It is. But it's, you know, obviously there's about a three-minute drive or so between the hotel and, and the venue. But you can chill. But the thing is, the room is a lot bigger. It's a big room. It's like it's a, a meeting. meeting. It's like a conference oh, so room, more right? more room to just, like, exactly. relax. And they were, yeah, the they were there Seattle forever. And I think in Seattle, did they get closed down? Like, I don't know what time you guys... It was going late, 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 late last night. Yeah, it was like 4 a.m. So I don't think the hotel... Like, every night, the hotel's been very accommodating. Yeah. Right? They, they, well, that's great. It's been it's been a wonderful event so far. Well organized, too. Uh, you know, Definitely. There's been all kinds of crazy stuff. You know, you'll hear the stories. People's cars throwing a rod and having to go picked up, you know, being rescued from the highway and yeah. airports, situations, airplanes. And Adam's just got his little list and he knows, beep, 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 beep. all right, yeah. got to be here. The, the organization for pickups and shuttles and all that kind of stuff. I mean, that's, that's really impressive. It's very they've, they've made it very convenient for me, and I appreciate that. Well, yeah. hopefully... Next year will be the same. I mean, yeah. every year. When's when's when San Antonio was your first time going to a Masters? Uh, or did you go to Chicago? I didn't go to Chicago. San Antonio was the first. Because every year, Jeremy, we've been talking about this. We're probably beating this horse to death, but we've been talking about how every year we're growing and we're doing something new, and each each Masters adds something to it, right? So, yeah, I th- and I think that really, to me, one of the turning points was the New York Masters and adding the best of the rest. That was just, that was their that was contribution. Amazing. Yeah, that was, that was such an amazing idea that that I didn't even think of. Like I never would have thought of doing that. And now that I think thanks to become, Corey, Corey's a genius. Yeah, Corey that's Reynolds. now an element of Masters. Is exactly. I, well, you, know, you got a built-in pool gonna... of replacements. <laughs> if so, oh, yeah. your your team has two people that can't make it now. Yeah. They're on a plane at ten o'clock on Friday night. Right. And it's cool. so inclusive. I love how inclusive it is. You want to go feel what 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 Masters weekend is like? It's open to everyone. You know what's funny you know, though? Anyone can come. You come out here. It's very quiet. All things considered, it's not very loud over there. Yeah, I mean, right? they started the round. You go to, it's... like, Adepticon and see, like, a 40K event. It, oh, yeah. It ain't like that. No. Oh, those are some rowdy boys, though. Yeah, well, there's lots of games like that. It's just, it's really interesting. They're having a great time. And it looks like John Blakemore's continuing to lose. <laughs> <laughs> Poor John. Well, awesome, Kyle. Thanks for coming on and chatting with us. We'll yeah. get you back on again real soon. Awesome. Yeah, thanks, thanks man. Bud. Thanks, guys. Uh, we're with... One of the newest RC, Felix Castro. The, we call you the Everman's man. I'll accept that as a... It's a compliment. Compliment, yeah. I'm, you have the ear of the community. I mean, that's why uh, I was approached to join the RC, because I'm kind of... Uh, I mean, yeah. I go to tournaments, but... You're approachable. Right. Helpful, uh, helpful, right? I, I, don't, I don't bite. You don't bite, exactly. Yeah. How, how has it been on the RC? I mean, has it been fun? Is it more work than you predicted, or just give us a sense? It's more work than I was expecting, but it's tolerable, I guess. It's right, you know. Uh, yeah, it's fun. Uh, I'm definitely not, and it's funny because I'm not really a rules person, quote unquote. Like I'm not, I'm not an encycl- I don't have an encyclopedic knowledge of 100 of the rules. Right. Um, I do feel like sometimes I'm. I wonder if you're the voice of reason sometimes. Yeah, sometimes. Uh, but, like, for example, um, there are certain units that Mantic makes models for that aren't in the game. And we're like, I was like, hey. We should be doing something about We that. need to put these units in the game. Right. In the rules. So. You know, a discussion we've had earlier, I'd love to get your take on it, is Scorch Wings. Everybody loves and hates them, right? And what we've noticed is the juxtaposition between this room where the Masters are here, lots of really 
filthy armies with, with so much scorch wings. But you know what? They're, they're they're they're. I mean, are they fine? Maybe they're not fine. But from Val's perspective, they're not crushing everybody, right? Right. They have right. bad matchups, yeah. like anybody else. But in the other room, so in here, you could make the argument based on high end play, they're not an issue. Right. But based it on the best of the restroom, where the the impact is much more felt because it is a right. A I know. I know. I would struggle. Yeah. The, 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 the score swing units is a mitigator to you know offset differences in player skill. Right. Right. And when the players are lesser skilled, right, it it's magnified. In there, in the best of the restroom, the argument would be it's not fun to play. So right. how do you, as on a personal level, balance? Or how, how do you take into account? On one hand, you want things to be balanced, but they also have to be fun. Right. I would rather err on fun because I'm obviously I've played in Masters once, and that was because that I'm was two twenty one in Dallas. Yeah, that was you, Dallas you tied for sixty fourth. Right. <laughs> With John Blakemore. So John John's Blake excited because he probably won't finish 64th. Maybe. Right. Maybe. I don't know. Um, but, you know, I'm obviously not crushing tournaments. so I'm, You're still a good player, though. Right. So I'd rather be – I'd rather make it more playable for the community. Well, you're, what you're saying is this is the top 5% of right. the playing community, whereas maybe Best of the Rest is a more representative of – the bulk of the people playing the game. I'd say it is. And yeah. so you want it to be for... It's for everybody, but... Right. Well, the problem is, tune for the 5%, the other 95% probably going to lose interest. Yeah, in you got to make sure... you got to keep them coming back, right? right? And if it... You know, balance is one thing. Balance is important. Right. But so is... It needs to be fun to play. Right. But if it's not... Yeah, if it's not fun... If it's not a fun experience for both players, you're going to have people burn out and just not want to play. It reminds me of when we went from second to third, and they made a lot of changes to reduce the impact of shooting. Right. You know, getting rid of like the bane chance ability to add piercing right. and stuff like that. Yeah. You know, and you know, I'm sure you guys are working on what you do to tweak him. You know, whether it's the number of unlocks or the how they unlock or right. Yeah, you'll figure it out. You always yeah. do. Yeah. I mean, I'm really enjoying working with the guys in the RC right now. So um, it's kind of nice to have. A, t- a team that's actually working together. Yeah, yeah. and well, it was usually too. It's the first time that we've had a lot of uh, uh, a majority of Americans. Americans. Yes. Like you got three Americans on the team. Yep. Out of six, right? Yep. So half of them are from America. Right. And then two from the UK and one from Australia. So. Correct. Yeah. So, Sounds like a fun time, and I think it's all fresh, mostly fresh eyes, right? Outside of Elliot, everybody else is kind of new. Uh, the Australian, I think. Was oh, the, thank you. Yeah. yeah outs, outside still, of a couple thirds, guys that have been around, most of you guys are new. Two-thirds of it is new. Yeah, so, and that's um, that's helpful. Right. right. Yeah, because Michael and Elliot have been around for a little bit. Right. Yeah. I think. Yeah, I think Crossman, when did he join? A couple years ago? Yeah. Like 20 And Elliot, too, right? He's been out for a while. Because, I mean, Elliot. And then he had his child. Well, and then came back. And then he's coming back. Yeah. He's coming back, yeah. Right. Yeah. That's exciting, though. Yeah. No. I, nice I, to give I, some, some, some over, over, you know, consistency. So. Right. So, I mean, the way I like to think of it for me is I definitely want to try and make it exciting, but yet playable for the rest of the community. Because that's that's why we play the game. It's because it's a community. And so if we can't, we can't scare away everybody by not having tuned, balanced lists. You know, well, balance is good, right? But it's not the end-all, be-all, right? There's right. there's more to it than that, right? I mean, that's not balance by itself does not create a fun environment, right? I think what we're going to try and do as well is trying to think how to way straight, like we did with the hearth guard. Yeah, we have that rule of bracket in. Yeah, you give them a legendary rules. status, so it's like you only have so many upgrades, right? right? 
we, we or pro- Unix Tasseram. There's only a handful of units that even had a bracket two. Everything was bracket one. Everything was bracket one, you know. I was like, let's just use the rules that are already in. Yeah, you already have the ability to limit. Yeah, it's already in the rules. The, 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 fact, it. the fact that you, it's not a legendary unit, it's, a, it's, like a, it's like a unique upgrade. Right. And that already exists in the rules. Right. It was so, perfect. Was that, your, was that your suggestion? I don't think it was. But, oh, that uh, would have been a really better story. If I know was. I talked about it a lot. Okay, so maybe you so, were the reason, the inspiration. Maybe. That it manifested in somebody there, else. There is one thing that I, I'm waiting. Um, well, when it happen. happens, you can tell us when it happens. Right. Okay. After it happens. Well, no, like it's already out in the rules. Oh, it's already out in the rules. I'm waiting for it to be to kill one of my units, and I can say. You know, oh, what is that? Uh, that ferocious charge. Oh, from the Night Stalkers. For the for the Shadow Hound. So if yeah. they're not if they're not hindered, they're plus one plus one hit. That's yep. pretty cool, man. So that was that was directly inspired by Firefight. Interesting. And what what mechanic? Direct so in is Firefight, it's kind of assumed that everything's going to be hindered, and so if it's an unhindered charge, you you get a plus one on your assault I see. rating. Interesting so. that we're you know. Firefights impacting Kings of War now. That's cool. Right. And so that's why I think it was coming back from Adepticon, chatting with the other guys in, the, in our uh, little chat group. It's like, hey, this is kind of a neat idea. And, you know, Your put out the playtesters. Secret Cabal. The Secret Cabal, yeah. And uh, did uh, put it to playtesters, and they're like, this is really wonky. And I'm like, yeah, you're Night Stalkers. This should be wonky. You're coming from the void. Like, so there's a very big range or variance of what you could possibly get in terms of mm-hmm. what you need to hit. You get an unhindered charge, it's on threes, but if you do a regular charge, it's on fours. If you hit with failing or no, ensnare, it's, you know, you know what I mean? It Absolutely. goes to fives Absolutely. or even fives and sixes. I mean, like, it's it's a wide range of potential outcomes. And I'm like, that's cool. I was like, keep Night Stalkers weird, you know? Exactly. What are you excited about this year? You just, yeah, uh, I mean, obviously Twilight Kids coming out. That's going to be fun. Are you yeah. excited about having them hit the market and... I, honestly, this is Northern Alliance. That was the one thing. Oh, I was okay, really you're, yeah, to. you're kind of a Northern Alliance guy. I'm a Northern Alliance. You've been players. playing Northern Alliance for a long time, right? I was kind of. Uh, it's kind of nice to actually kind of work on that. Um, that was my, my kind of my, my my primary what I went to work on. Absolutely. But I'm obviously part of a of a team, so it's not yeah, a lot elite of my, strike force, right? <laughs> designed to save the world of Panathor. Yeah, the one, one uh, rules updated at a time. Although it's funny because one of the things that was that's already out is that unique upgrade for the Berserkers. Mm-hmm. Uh, Talon Arts House Guard. That was actually my name I suggested for it. So it's nice to see kind of <laughs> kind of it to come out like that to have the name of the absolutely of the House Guard. Um, although it wasn't in the format I was expecting, or I I had initially put out right. No, uh, n- nothing ever survives initial, right? Right, exactly. Um, so that was so. I mean, I'm waiting for something to kill my shadow. I'm waiting for a shadow hound to kill. You know, and you're like, Ugh. yeah, that's like it's so cool rule. That's me. I did it's that to cool myself. Rule. Yeah, um, yeah. No, I mean, and there's a lot more stuff coming out. Um, I think we've already noticed it with the um, the scald. Yeah, and uh, yeah, just with the scald. You know, getting uh, something besides just inspiring. Yeah, you know. Give them a reason to exist. Right, because that was the one thing that disappeared almost overnight when they changed. They took away conditional inspiring. Everybody has it now. Banner, banner guys just disappeared. Overnight. Yeah, they don't need them. Right. I mean, you, you took them because you need inspiring. And oh, if I'm taking them, I might as well have them carry the loot of Insatiable Darkness. Right. But now it's like, well, can I have somebody else carry the loot? Do I need the loot? Right. I'm just going to Bane Chant my list. So you kind of see part of that. You saw that initially with the halflings. The Banner, banner of the Hodenberg for the sergeant. That gives elite melee infantry, because he's kind of their 
the halfling sergeant's kind of the banner guy. There's no banner men in the halflings list, but the sergeant's, you know, cheap 55-point inspiring character. So you can upgrade yeah. and get, you know, that elite melee infantry thing. So now you're getting the scald with the uh, the aura of ordered march. Um, That's going to be sweet. I, I think that, that rule is really interesting to give somebody the ability to have a pivot on an at-the-double move but not being nimble. Right. It's like this neat hybrid thing where... You give them half nimble, right? Right, yeah. And and you don't have to pay for nimble then, right? Right. And it's also not as impactful on the charge. Right. So I don't know. I think it's super cool. I mean, that's the big negative that you know some of these armies like dwarves has is they're slow. Right. And so now this gives them the ability to, you know, right. get to where they need to go in, on that march, but still have the ability to... I mean, they're like a little block of steel, right? Like right. They should be able to turn on a dime. Well, we also figure with, because they're, they're very regimented. I mean, those guys have probably been training as a... As a group for decades, you know, yeah. they they know what they're doing. They can kind of move at the double and then Absolutely. rearrange, you know, appropriately. So you're also a fluff guy. Are you excited about the campaign coming up? Yes. Ah, oh, I can't wait. Are you guys going to play it locally in in your area, in Dayton? Um, yeah, yeah, we're going to play. Yeah. Now, who's the ringleader for this in your area? Nobody and, yet, because I've been fa- focusing on. A okay. Now, does <laughs> anybody like do the hardcore guys that play the really high end play? Are they into narrative uh, stuff? Or is it more just, you know? I don't know. Okay. It's been a while, I haven't think, because I know Eric Trowbridge loves his 6,000-point games. Right. Absolutely those are fun. Them, those are know? hilarious. But I don't know if, like, I don't know, because I remember when we used to do, remember the whole international campaign day? I loved it. We do? We're, we're trying to bring it back. It won't be called international campaign, but like a narrative thing where we really right. do that kind of thing, but on a bigger scale. Yeah, we did that. That was fun. Absolutely loved it. Loved it. And the, I love the fact that your unit would kind of progress and stuff. Right. I mean, you're a huge fluff guy, though. Right. What are you liking about the, f- the story of Panathor, how it's evolving? Um, Not to put you on the spot. Right. But well, I'm going to put you on the spot. Put you on the spot. Um, I do like how, especially with the Winged Hussar stuff, how they're starting to put it together, you know. Um, definitely making Panathor its own. It's not just high own. fantasy set in a very similar world to everything we've seen before. They got right. spin on different factions. Right. I, I, I'm liking how they're doing that. I like how they're able to, you know, because, like, the halflings, that was, like, I didn't, that was the army I didn't know I needed, you know, until I right. read Broken Alliance, the book on it. I was like, holy crap, that is a... Broken Alliance is good. That's a good book, you know. Yeah, there's a few of them. Yeah. I mean... The, the, the tricky part is we just need more support by the community to keep buying those so that right. you know there's more effort that can be put on to getting them out faster. I mean, the reality is if the more we buy, the more they'll give us. You know? Yeah. It's like anything in business that you're not going right. to keep selling if it's not, you know, you're not going to keep making stuff that doesn't sell. Right. But if we keep consuming it, they'll keep feeding us. Oh, yeah, 100%. So, um, you write it, when are you going to write a book? I mean, I've written like novellas before, but. Yeah. I don't know. There's I, I don't know if there's something that's like yeah, because I'm definitely I have to be taken by the spirit to you understand. Know, I'm the same way to write, and I just I yeah. I'm mostly doing like technical writing right now. Right now, when it comes to the RC stuff, so um, yeah, boring. Kind of, but trying to make sure that the rules as written makes clear and concise. Needs sense. needs needs to happen. Um, yeah, my whole goal is to quit the RC's assault on the English language. You know, travel. <laughs> yeah, it's like wow. Center with an R E. Yeah, exactly. Well, I can't, I'm not sure we can. That's not. I don't know how we fix that one. I don't either. Yeah, but how's uh, your weekend been? Good. Uh, I had a blast. Uh, it's been such a fun time. Yeah, such I, a fun time. I love the best of the rest. I was 
that's one of those like I, I just needed to go. Yeah, so took my halflings. Um, I've, I went two and three, which is about what I thought my list was going to be. Is it is it the halfling list, is it, or just you just haven't piloted it enough? And what's what's or is it you know in your estimation what's causing the two and three versus like a three and two? Well, a big part is like lack of waiver mitigation in in the list. Right. You know, like you need to feel us, bro. Yeah, I know. Uh, they at uh, John Carter had three D printed me waiver tokens of ten. Because I just live in Wavertown. I just this is what happens. Wavertown. Who lives in Wavertown besides you? Are you the mayor? Probably. Actually, I need to come up with a list called Wavershire. You know, just be the name mm. of the. But I don't know if that's really just. I don't know if that's plenty enough for you. you, you yeah. You're smarter than that. Right. I'm expecting a lot more from you. Right. Did Did you hear about the list I had this weekend? Fire away. No. It's, uh, this is not the greatest halfling list in the world. This is just a tribute. So. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> Yeah, then you had from Adapticon, you had, it was the best of Shires, it was the worst of Shears, so, you know. Exactly, the worst of Shears. Yeah, worst of Shears. Worst of Shears. Worst That's of Shears. hilarious. Um, but, yeah, so I think, honestly, my list was not a really tuned competitive list. I knew that. I was just trying to try out some new things into the army list. Did you learn anything? Yeah, uh, I learned uh, two hordes of halfling rifles are good. I, I, man, shooting is, like, they are good, you yeah. know. Um, and then two aeronauts are about as swingy as I thought they could be, like, just absolutely swingy because hitting on fours regardless, well, you know how hitting on fours goes. Absolutely. I've had some charges go in and completely whiff. Absolutely. Um, so I learned that. Yeah, I learned the power of that shooting. And then, yeah, I don't know. There's a certain, it's like I, I just don't know what it is missing, at least in the list I build. So... Greatest part is I actually talking been talking to Daniel Wright, who's the guy bringing halflings to Masters. Right. So I'm gonna pick his brain. Is he the only halflings player in 64 players? Yep. Why do you think that is? I think we've all talked about it before. It's just you talk a, a hordish army. You know, it's a lot of paint, a lot of things. So you think it's just the burden of having to bring those? I'm sure of, it doesn't help. You don't think it's it's not? You think it's the effectiveness, or have people not figured them out, or? I think it's it could be all three. I don't know, but I know definitely having uh, you know a whole bunch of people, you know, having a whole things, a whole bunch of things to paint doesn't help much at all. Right. Yeah, I think well, because even my list, you know, I didn't have any real traditional hammers in right. the list. Like, I just had aeronauts really to do stuff. But I mean, I out of my five games, I think only two I didn't get at least a thousand points of attrition. That's cool. Like, I was killing stuff with like not a lot of. No hammers, so right. Um, it's kind of an all three thing, uh, right. with a lot of things to paint, and then it's not going to get much better right now with the new Night Stalkers coming out and the new Northern Alliance coming out. Like, yeah, hundred percent. And I think it's just going to be a. It might just end up being one of those niche armies that, you know, if you like it, you like it. Or maybe someone has just, or, or you know, like you suggested earlier, maybe no one's cracked the code. There's something to be said, though, and I think Luke Frazier with the Shrine Realms is doing something like maybe people don't see Shrine Realms very much. And I wonder how much of that is helpful right. to an army. Like, oh, you don't get a lot of reps against this because they're not, maybe not as, right. uh, I don't want to say popular, that's not the right word, but they're just not as bountiful right. out there. I don't know. I'm, waiting, I'm waiting for time at a tournament where I don't sit down across an opponent I've never played before and they go, I've never played against halflings before. Right. Have, have you? The only time I ever do is when I go up against like Kara or the, my normal, my normal players. I they're play. the only ones that played it before. Yeah. I like, mean, I know the first couple times I played it, it was rough, dude. Right. I was like, holy shnikes. They're right. very good. I mean, best trolls in the game. Yep. 
That's that is 100% the best trolls in the game. Yeah. It's, now, it kind of burns me a little bit that, that I, I don't want to play them though. I want to play halflings, not, not right, trolls. Yeah. Though, but but they got cool stuff. They I mean, do. Um, and actually, what I'm really waiting for is to get my first mirror match in. Halflings. I want to see what halflings on. Halflings so does two halflings play. make a man? Maybe. I know one guy suggested that it'd be just a lot of little little graves for the battle afterwards. I was like, no, you put two for one on that one. Just yeah. two for one. It's one full grave. <laughs> yeah, one full grave. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So it's the only thing I really struggle with is because I again you don't get that many pe- people playing it. So the the the, the chatting to like you know what what are optimal lists to take like there's just not enough you know people playing it to really kind of you know absolutely get a good preponderance of what right looks like quote unquote in the halflings so. absolutely well so you had a good time two and three yep. who'd you play this weekend uh did uh, connor murphy oh god i gotta play him some point he challenged me oh we got a, we, we've got a rivalry going on now, now he so. challenged you so that means he challenged down or he challenged up well, we were, we were both one and one. Okay. Oh, at the time. At the time. I see. We're no long, no longer one and one. Uh, I won that one, so I am now two and one. So against, he's like, he's like, dang it, I have to challenge you now. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Um, he seems no, like a super fun, super fun player. Absolutely love playing against him. Yeah. Like he's amazing. So I was like, it's a rivalry, but like you know, it's rivalry. It's a massive loving quotations. rivalry. Yeah, exactly. You know, love, love playing with that exactly. guy. Um, then round two was against. I think it was Andy, Andy Patton. Andy Patton. Yeah. How'd that go? Oh, it was not not good, not good at all. He won, but did he? Did he? Do you feel loved after it, or? No, it was not a friendly. It was not a friendly tug of war. No, no. Uh, that was the control. So he definitely did not get a sports vote. That's all I got to say about that. <laughs> no, it was. I mean, he's was, was a fun player to go up against, but it was just like just the list was rough, and it was funny though because we were doing the chatting. Uh, the t- tallying up the scores, and he goes, and I was like, because it's Empire Dust, like, I can't have killed that much, you know. Right. But it turns out, I think it was like a 55 point attrition difference. Like, it both right. killed over a thousand points. Well, that stuff is expensive, though. So, the, yeah. like, other than the skeletons and stuff, I mean, which, if you kill some stuff, it is. I took, out, bo- I took out both his beh- reanimated behemoths. What'd you hit him with? Muster captains in the back. Oh, well, you know, like, <laughs> just a rear charge from a guy in a flying muster dog. captains in the, uh, you know, what is uh, what else was it? The uh, like aeronauts, not aeronauts, edge grenadiers. So it's just like, yeah, they just, that'll pop them. Um, right, right. But uh, no, it was a fun game though. I just, I just, I just couldn't kill because I didn't have the hammers, and they're very resilient army. So Absolutely. I did that, and then my round three was against Rick Hoy's goblins. Ugh. Yeah, that was a rough one. It's like the Oops All Mall Beasts list he's got going on. Oh, I haven't played that yet. But on paper, it looks like a pretty fun list to play. Uh, for him, probably. <laughs> not, <laughs> not against. Not against. But I did appreciate it because we both played all 72 inches. We went As you do. Edge That's, to that, edge. That, that makes Eric Trowbridge smile. Yeah, edge to edge with goblins and, uh, and halflings. So. Right. Uh, that was probably one of my worst losses, though, in terms of... Uh, I mean, he, by the end of the game, because he just got the. I mentioned earlier about waiver mitigation. I just had the, he just had those lucky waivers that I just. Nothing worse than a waiver, because then you know the even if you survive the second punch, they're gonna get you. Right. And and you usually don't have enough friends. Well, like for example, he had the, he had the the Gorpa blood or the whatever the blastomatic goblin formation. Yeah. With well, the two regiments. Of, yeah. Uh, so one of the regiments uh, had done a lot of killing stuff, but it had like. But he kills himself too. Yeah, but he had like. 11 or 12 wounds on it or right. something like that. I like, mean, it's it's a catch-22. It's like, yeah, I did damage, but, dude, you, you're killing right. yourself. So I was like, okay, I'll take my engineer. 
I'll put the one wound on it and, and blow it up. Probably blow it up. Well, he shot me with something like, did like two wounds and then rolled an eight on the nerve and wavered the engineer, and so I couldn't shoot. Oh my gosh. I did have a shooting unit, but then I had to use it on that unit versus the uh, horde of flea bags that were coming in as well. I would have liked to be able to shoot that unit to kill it with the three shots and then shoot the 20 shots at the the horde of flea bag riders to maybe even, you know, but I couldn't, so he ended up wiping that horde out, you know, mm. so. Yeah, so that was rough. Uh, I think he had all seven tokens because we were playing Plunder. Ended with all seven, and then I think all I had left was my Saucerer. All five tokens. Seven points. Right, seven points. He had yeah, all seven yeah. points. Two yeah. twos and three ones. You got yeah. it. So he had all seven points. And then I think I, all I had was uh, the Saucer Survive. Like mm. Everything else was wiped out. I mean... But you I, had fun. Right. Yeah. No. I uh, had a lot of... Had blast. Great great opponent. Love playing with him. I know he's one of the Dustin Howard... Uh, well, he runs Bayou Battles. He runs Bayou Battles. Yep. Mm. So we're talk, Houston. We're, we were talking so about that. He's, so. I think he's a, a, an adopted disciple of Dustin. That's a fair fair point. I would be a DoD. Yeah. I, he looks like he gives good, good hugs. Matt, great hugs. Yeah. Mike. Trick me, and I might die. Right, you have to you have to tell him, you know, you know tap him on the shoulder, saying I can't breathe now. Um, right, but exactly. Um, so did so you, that, and then who, who's your next after Rick? So that's so round four, which is this morning, was uh, Alexander Adrian. Okay, and he's from where? Twin Cities. Cool. There's a lot of Minnesota guys here this week. Yeah. So um, so I played him with his ogres in invade, and I ended up losing seventeen to nine. Mm. Because he's he's got the Jeff Shulkin special of like triple siege breakers right. and you know it's a lot of stuff to chew through. Absolutely. And then uh, my final round was against uh, Lucas Trim Tim. So Travis's that was brother. a fun game. I played him yesterday in game like, three. Hilarious. He game. is an amazing guy. Yeah. He his di- his dice just. I gave him some new ones. Did they not work? No. Okay. It didn't. And I was That's about to slap the hand because uh, That's unfortunate. Because he needed snakes, but he had already rolled snakes like four times. Just and, he, and he went. To, he didn't roll snakes on that one, but he went to grab the dice again. I was just like, "No, what are you doing? <laughs> Stop rolling those dice!" Right. <laughs> so, uh, so I think you know. And, and here's the part: he rolled a three, so he still rolled a one. <laughs> but he just happened to have a two for the second one and killed a unit. I was, just, I was like, "No." Stop rolling, because he, he he mentioned that that you'd given him new dice because he couldn't roll the tractor dice. They were terrible. Yeah, so. they were really terrible. I mean, we we had a good game though; it was fun. Yeah, so I'm imagining it might just be he just doesn't have a lot of luck right now, or whatever. I think he just doesn't play as much. Yeah, no, he does not get a lot of games. So yeah. uh, we had I'd often and good t- good. I don't we don't need another Travis Tim right on the <laughs> on the pro exactly. Uh, but no, I, fans, I loved that game. He got my sport vote for the day. Like he's, he's awesome. I mean, yeah, both, me too. He was super cool, man. Yeah. And, and like both said, my opponents were amazing today. All, all but five just, of my opponents. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was super cool. Uh, but yeah, that was, and he was the one where I kind of, my aeronauts had kind of middling all tournament long, not doing much. But yeah, they. And then they unloaded their fury. They unloaded their fury on dwarves. Mm. Well, it's easier for them to hit too because they're up in the air. And the doors are so down right. low. Well, it's funny because he just, Luck was not a, on his side for one of his Iron Guard regiments. They had Staying Stone, so 16-17 Nerve. I hit him in the front with a, so he had charged my Muster Captain, right. wavered him. So I needed to fly the Aeronauts in to the left of the Muster Captain to actually, you know, get wound, get a, get a wounded on the, iron, on the Iron Guard. I forgot how much damage I dealt. 
but when I rolled the nerve, it was on. I rolled a six. I got a 16 result on the nerve check. Oh my gosh! So on a 16, 17 unit, I got the one thing I needed to waiver it. And then the next turn, he rolls a two on his headstrong roll. <laughs> Wait, we talking? Who are we talking about here? This is the Lucas Tim. He did that with me too. Yeah. So I wavered the freaking steel behemoth. Oh, the Gallic, he, yeah. Go, I'm sorry, yeah, Gallic's Fury, and yeah. he rolled a two for headstrong. Yeah. And so I got another rear charge because I rear charged him and busted him up. And so here's the thing, because he didn't chart, he, he couldn't do anything, and I'm so f- far out because I'm to the left of the muster captain because he was wavered, he couldn't right. do anything. I'm now in the flank. So on the next turn, he's whopping you. Yeah, just went in. Then I also brought in another horde of Braves on the on the flank. I did like 13 wounds with the Aeronauts. Right. That's yeah. crazy. Yeah. How just, about game five? How that was game That was, that was game, game five. five. Okay. Yeah. Lucas was game four and Rick Hoy was game three. No. Boy was three, uh, Alexander, Adrian. Right, and then was Lucas four, was game five. Lucas gotcha. Five, yeah, so that was the two and three. But That's awesome. Like I said, it's about what I thought my list was capable of. What's um, next for you? I don't know. I'll probably go back to playing some Northern Alliance. Yeah. Kind of take them off the mothballs, kind of yep. take the air, compressed air. They're good again. The Everybody air. says they're broken. Right, yeah. Frost claws are the rage, right? Right. So they're I the did. new Scorch Wings, everybody tells me. That's what they say. Only like 50 points more expensive. Mm-hmm. Well, they're probably <laughs> costed correctly and balanced, right? Go figure. Yeah, so I did buy the new uh, ambush starter box here for at the, Northern Alliance. At, yeah, Pirate Pats. It's so. so cool. Yeah, it's so cool. I mean, it's got the the new um, Icekin Hunter slash Half Elf Berserkers, but then it's got. I really like the fact that the Frostclaw kit comes with you know two bodies for Frostclaws, but it gives you four, four sets of wings. Yeah, apparently a lot of variety you can kind of do. Well, yeah, because you you can build either of. So there's like two different sculpts, if you will. Right. And you can build. Two of that one, or two of the other, or one of each. Right. And because you, you know, because you have the, the four, and you also have four of the, the riders. Right. I, so you got I, lots I of variety. Yeah. So uh, Mike Carter had he was giving demos to players a couple weeks ago, and so he, I, I got to see, got to see the the. It's the, a great sprue. Frost claws. So yeah. Did really, you open yours up? Art? You probably did, right? No, not yet. You keep it in plastic just in case you can take yeah. it. Yeah, I understand. Because we're gonna. So if the wife sees it. You gotta return it. <laughs> yeah. What she doesn't know won't hurt her. Yeah, exactly. She doesn't listen to the podcast. No, pfft, no. definitely not. Hell no, she doesn't. Don't listen to the podcast. My kids will, because I'll be like, "Oh, because you'll be on it." Yeah, they'll be like, "That's dad," you know. Um, but then I also just bought a bunch of the. I actually bought all the uh, models for the Trident Realm fleet. Ooh, for a model. Sweet, sweet monsters. I, I don't want to paint sails, so and I was. We don't do, have to then. I was going to buy dwarves, but this is better. But they got the vaults. So. Exactly. I'll have my yeah, resume. you don't need to buy the the dwarves because you can just three D printer. Do you, you are you a three D printer? I am not a three D printer, but you have to know somebody that has a three right. D printer. Uh, Mike Carter can oh awesome for me. So that's awesome. So, but yeah, I was like, I don't want painting sails. Yeah, the yeah. models are really cool for uh, Trident Realms. So I figured, why not? So I bought all. They got the starter fleet, the booster fleet, the whatever their deep terrors, whatever their their flyers are. Mm-hmm. They're non flying flyers. And I've just I just bought the Leviathan today. Right. So. Oh, I have Pirate Pats. Yeah, Pirate Pats. So good prices. Yeah, really good prices. So it's nice to really kind of support him and stuff. Well, like I think that. he did pretty well. Yeah. I mean, I like we were talking about the, the, vari- the variety. of What he had was amazing. I was like, yeah. holy cow! Like a bunch of firefight stuff. A lot of kings. Well, of what's stuff. cool is that obviously this is a smaller event in the grand scheme of things. It's right. Not like Bug Eater where there's several hundred people. It's got hundred people, but they're all. 
into one thing. Right. So it's like a captive audience. Like, like he, if you bring he, he this. He knew what he was doing, you know. Yeah, you bring this and it'll work. Right. So, yeah, so I bought, so I've got all, I've got all the stuff for uh, Trident Realm. Because I, I think I mentioned it in the Adepticon cast, like I really, I want to do Trident Realm. I want to do Armada, right. Armada now. So, you know, so I know Kara has her Empire Dust fleet or whatever. So I'm see if we can kind of convince people to start branching out. Away. Well, Mike Carter loves it. Yeah, yeah. You got a lot of guys that are... What's John doing these days? John Carter? No idea. He's been kind of out of out of the hobby. I saw the Michigan GT a couple years. Was it last year? year he would have been there last year. He did the firefight. He was, at, was, it was not at Depticon. Where was he at? Well, he was at, he was at Michigan last year. But he didn't play in the Kings of War event, did he? Or did he? I don't remember. I don't Two know. years ago, I played him. Right. Well, well no, last he, year he had the Squirrel Army. Yeah, he did. Of course the, he was he there. The I didn't fire, play him. He did the firefight. Yeah. You doing firefight in Michigan GT? I haven't signed up for Michigan GT. Oh, I need to. don't give me that. I need to. Yeah, I'm gonna. But I have a bunch of other tournaments I gotta. <laughs> hey man, there's well. one important one. I mean, it, is, it is Michigan GT. It's Michigan GT, and we've got the Minnesota guys coming. Omaha's coming. Memphis right. is coming. Yep. Ohio's coming. Yeah. No. Uh, Michigan will probably show up. Yeah. I hope. Hopefully. Yeah. No, I, I do. I do want to do with Michigan GT. That's definitely on my to-do list for registry. It's a great event. I, I just like the, the look. I mean, obviously, I'm completely biased i mean the the, the event maybe, maybe space is cool yeah, yeah. yeah i mean it's, go home it's a family vacation and right it's it double right it's like a double dip so yeah so i did i do need to do that um i did the firefight little tournament event thing here how'd you how'd you enjoy that good i i, I like the game it's a fun game i, I like playing firefight I, I i need to i need to paint my i want to paint my stuff and then start playing more but man there's just not enough time in the day right with all the stuff we have to do in life, it's just like... And you can only paint so many models. Exactly. And I've been painting goblins like a... I literally haven't painted a month. But, I mean, up to that point, I painted 2,000 points of goblins. I mean, I've just been painting goblins, yeah. and goblins and goblins and goblins and goblins. And I really haven't scratched the surface. I need to paint more goblins. Right. That's kind of how I am with halflings. It's like... You can never have enough halflings. Right. Yep, exactly. It was like... I still have a bunch of at, at the house I haven't... And I with the 3D printing stuff, I probably could do probably four more regiments. And you're having Mike do all the upgrade bits for you, maybe? You should. I haven't done the upgrade bit stuff yet, because um, I don't know. I wish I wish they could have a sword and shield version of the arms for the uh, Star What do they have now? The Star Wars. They have the two-handed swords. So With their defense four, right? Or their defense well, the defense four, where they, if they upgrade to the crushing one. I see. Because they're normally defense five. Yeah. I want to have just like a sword and board. Ah, I see. I see. Arm. So if yeah. you upgrade. So a stalwart by default is defense five. Right. But you give them the two-handed weapon, and then you have to decide if it's a two, really a two-handed weapon or a sword and board. Right. Ah, I didn't know that. Right. Yeah. Ronnie, if you're listening, come on, man. That's, that's, Felix is 100%. Well, don't you have any pull? I mean, you know a guy. I do know a guy. I don't know. I, I just haven't. That's not it's on not, my list of things I really want to like. It's not the most important on top of your yeah. list of things to do. Yeah, because I mean, like you said, it's kind of a smaller list anyway. There's not not as many people playing halfling, so it's like let me let me work on the greater community stuff first. You know. Final thoughts on the U.S. Masters 2023, Mr. Felix Castro. I mean, I've honestly I've not really paid attention too much to what's going on. It's weird, Masters, right? Playing best of the rest, I'm like that's my that's my jam. And right, but then I here. Just, like, I know how Eric's doing. How's he doing? Well, I didn't see what happened last game, but I know he was like 3-0-1 going, in, going into round five, so I don't know how those... I, I assume that, he did good because he's playing Dustin Howard in, in round six. 
So yeah, probably probably pretty good. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I know. I know how he's doing, but like everybody else. It's, yeah, it's, uh, it's all it's all a blur. Yeah, but oh, it's been a long weekend, huh? Yeah, but for me, it's the community. So it like, always it always begins and it ends with the community. Getting to meet people that I've you know, it's so funny because um, I was talking on Friday night, and I was like, hey, you know, blah blah. blah. Introduce myself. I'm Felix. What's your name? He's like Eric. I'm like, Schaefer. <laughs> he goes from the Mid Atlantic. Yeah, he's like yes. Oh, he's like okay. I've uh, I it's probably weird. Put the, put I think I caught somebody else. I, I caught, is it Dale? Dale Motley? Yeah, and I just said, hey, I know I know who you are, Dale. Right. And he just was like, what? I like, right. I mean, it turns out I know a lot of, I mean, I hear a lot of names a right. lot. Same. So it's like, for me, it's like, it's I, like I when I people with their armies. Same, same, almost same conversation. Dale Motley sat next to me, and I was like, Dale Motley? He's like, yeah. I was like, okay, I've heard about you. Because, again, right. you hear these names on. Small community. On Yeah, on the, you know. Facebook groups and in and some of the on podcasts. The on the Facebook. On like, the Facebook. Uh, it's so old. Uh, like. Yeah. So, yeah. You know, you, you hear these names and finally put names of faces and stuff like that. So, Jose Vega, who just walked by. That was another <sighs> guy I'd, I'd never... I, uh, I heard of for, him. For me, uh, Jeremy Altman and his son Max, great guys. They're uh, Jeremy's from uh, Rapid City, South Dakota. Wow. And it's like just... Oh, okay. I met him too. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And it's just so cool. I see. think that was like his first real. I believe so. Like and he got the luxury of playing a bunch of Memphis guys, which is never <laughs> a good thing. But anyways, <laughs> no. Hopefully he had a great time, and, yeah. and hopefully we'll see him next year. You know, an event. And Max, if you're listening, make sure you're putting your salamanders together. Right. I mean, we need. We, yeah, no, we he, need more lifeblood. We need you. He seemed a. He seemed a proper gentleman. Oh, dude, and he was so excited and so enthusiastic. So oh, I'm sure. excited about uh, one of those things. I mean, it's always a, sh- a tournament is always a shot in the arm. Right. But this one is like. A, I don't know. It's like a double shot. It's, yeah, it's juiced up even it's more. It's like way above the top. I mean, I met so many people that I, first of all, that I never even knew existed. Like, I didn't even know their names. Right. Various people from the Pacific Northwest or whatever. And then there's people that I met for the first time last year in Seattle or people I've known a long time that have kind of come and, like, gone and they're back. And right. This is like, you know, it's communal. It's right. Like uh, for me, the Reno guys. Yes, and there's I love like five of them guys. on the team this yeah. year. Yeah, and I hadn't seen them since 21. The Dallas Masters. Absolutely. So because I didn't go to I didn't go to Seattle. So yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like, you know, seeing those guys again was just like a shot in the arm for me. You right. Know, to talk to them again. Um, I will say, ultimately, I think my, my goal of being able to play four new players was met because I was going to was challenging Connor, so I knew I was going to. So you didn't? You, oh, you, you knew? I knew I was going to play yeah, Connor. You, you, so. you got, I got to play that guy. Right, but you know, was, we were but we were right next to each other the whole time in in, in the fourth round. Right. No, last round. Right. And we were both racing to see who was going to be done first. And uh, yeah. Yeah. So. Uh, other than that, my other four opponents were all brand new, so I was yeah, like, yeah. success, you know. Exactly. If somebody's listening to this and they weren't here this year, and they have the, the wherewithal to be able to get here, right. why should they come to the U.S. Masters slash best of the rest? I would say if you want to see Kings of War at the highest level, you're going to see it at the, at the Masters. And if they're not the highest level, you can go in the other room and see me play. Well, yeah. And honestly, like I said, it begins and ends with the community. And you're not going to get all the people from the regions together in one room but masters 100 and, and best of the rest by extension yeah, yeah. so like i said uh you know rick coy he's from texas you know super I nice i haven't played him in uh, five years right been a long time so i played against three minnesotans 
Who did you play? Oh, you played Connor Murphy. Connor Murphy, um, the Alexander Adrian guy, and then Lucas Tim. Yeah, yeah. And then Lucas I, Tim is from. Oh, he's. I Omaha. know. Okay, he's, yeah, Omaha. Yeah. Right. That's yeah. okay. Yeah, oh, we get what you meant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and then um, Andy. Down oh, Andy Patton. He still has that forty K stink too. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, like that's cool. I, like I don't get to see these people. You know, I don't see the brawlers as often. Yeah. Know? So it's like, nice to see. So I would say you come here to see a the game played at its highest level, and then to see the people in the community. Mm-hmm. You know, because like I said a lot of these guys just and it's because of Kings of War. You know, but right. You you're gonna come down. You're gonna come down to see us sometime, right? Uh, Last time you were down for Blue City, right? A long time Blue ago. Blue City, yeah. So I'm going to TNT. Good. We'll see you down then, there probably. That'll be a fun event. Yeah, I'm looking forward to TNT. Uh, yeah, you're gonna do Sword of Kings again. Yes, but Labor Day weekend. They've got like 1995 technology for their. Uh, yeah, you have to call. To, yeah. Okay, like <laughs> I don't really want to call. And they have, have a website. My, and I have to call and give my credit card over the phone to register for an event. Like, yeah. dude, I, they, this they is ha- not and 1996. And they, and they have a website. It's not like they don't have a website. They have a website. They just don't have I'll a be honest with you. That's one of the reasons why I haven't gone the last couple of years. Right. Just like, ah. Right. One more thing I don't well, want I, to do. Well, I go to Sword of Kings because it's like three hours from my house. Sure. So, yeah. Well, awesome, dude. I appreciate you coming on, man. It's a long yeah, good chat. Problem. It was a good chat. We haven't had you on in a while. And we need to do another narrative workshop. We point. do. And I and I was talk- I went to dinner with Ben Starr last night. We need, we need to do that again. We, we really got to get working on this narrative thing. I, I'm ready for something. The narrative cool. event? I'm ready, man. I'm ready for something. Put narrative on it. Thanks, sir. Yeah, no problem. Thanks for having me. Thanks for listening. And we'll see you next time on Countercharge. Please let us know what you thought of the show by emailing us at counterchargepodcast at gmail.com, on Twitter at countercharge15, or by commenting on the Countercharge Kings of War podcast Facebook group. If you enjoy the show, you can help others find out about it by leaving positive reviews on iTunes. Until next time, keep countercharging. Music is a composition of Kevin McLeod and is licensed under Creative Commons. 